Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, the Dew Sweeper. You're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast, giving you insights into golf instruction at the highest level from on the PGA Tour to our learning center at Frederica Golf Club. So we hadn't done one of these a while, tour coach, from my round table here, over here at uh, Frederica, St. Simons Island. And uh, this is a wrap-up from what has been one of the better weekends, most fun weekends I've had. One of the cool things about teaching at Frederica for me is to invite people that I enjoy and that I care about a great deal and that are also awesome at what they do to come in and expose them to our students. And so I've got sitting here at the round table with me, Dr. Carton, Greg, good to have you. Good to be here, Tony. Um, I've got Dr. Scott Lynn. I like to put the two doctors on the front end because it makes me feel smarter. <laughs> no offense to no offense to everybody else. And I don't even think either one of you could write a prescription. But no, definitely not. But uh, Michelle Winkler, and by the way, congratulations on your top Thank teacher you. under 40. Thank you very much. And newest to the do sweeper fold. And I think this was a good addition. I'm not gonna lie, I think this is a pretty good addition. Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher, Debbie Doniger. Debbie, thanks for coming and sitting in. Thanks for having me. It was fun. You've been on the podcast before and kind of... You know, you kind of took over the conversation a little bit, but uh, I think Debbie should take over the conversation not because she's new to the camp. So Debbie, so this was your first time, and we always talk about a little bit about. We always boast a little that I think what we do is different. And I don't really actually even know if it is or if it's just some marketing scheme. That came up with. <laughs> but but uh, so tell me a little about what you thought about the weekend, how you thought the people interacted and learned, and what you thought was different, what wasn't, and let's talk about it. So being that I'm at a private club for the last 19 years and out of the golf school arena, although I am totally a private We don't call this a golf school. We call it a retreat. A retreat. Because I feel so like that's, that's more intimate. Yes. So yes. I think the definition of golf school scares some people sometimes. I think it's very serious, very broad, and you're going to get better. But I do like how you call it a retreat. I will say there are other golf schools around the country that do try and pair different people of different expertise to help the entire student body that comes to that school. However, I will say that the students that came this week, high-level juniors, adults out of state that follow you and that want it, it's like having a totally different pair of eyes in terms of the mental game, the, well, we use a lot of force plate data with Scott, he's a biomechanist, and then you, me, your assistants, and Michelle on the instruction side. But I think when you can tag team and all be somewhat on the same page in terms of what the goals are for that student, if the student can connect with other voices that have a different way of communicating that message, then the student gets better. And I do think you've put personalities together where ultimately you have a hyper learning environment that's relaxed and very fun. And that also is conducive to learning and not being totally stressed out. Great talk. That was a beautiful explanation. That was, that was as good as, I mean, I couldn't even End that. of show. <laughs> right? So, so we did three minutes and 40 seconds on this, and I hope you all come back next time. <laughs> so, you could crank out a bunch of these. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't mind doing 20 more and us give me through the end of the year. So, Greg, talk a little bit about We had two young men today, and I'm not going to bring names and all that, um, but they had been to golf school at the other end of the island and, um, you know, had been, you know, for several years, hadn't gotten better, struggling. You spent, we spent a bunch of time with them on the physical aspect and on the golf swing aspect, but you spent some time with them 
Talk about your experience with them and what you found was interesting. Yeah, I spent, talking with not just them, but the people this weekend from a from your perspective as a mental coach. Yeah, I think all the people that come down here, and it's no surprise. One, they love the facilities; it's great, and they love the people, and they just have a good time. And nobody talks about, in my experience, oh, what I was doing in my lesson or what I was doing with Morgan and Colby and fitness. It, it's more this is this is the best thing I've ever done. This is so much fun. I'm having a great time. How important do you think that is to learning and getting better? I think it's really important. I think it keeps people engaged. Like if you're having a good time, you're going to want to come back and you're going to want to keep doing the things you're doing. You're going to remember the people you talk to. But when you get on the course with these guys, it's just, it's amazing. Like they're just, they're trying to incorporate the stuff they're learning. They're talking about the stuff they've done in the lesson. And they're really like enjoying each other. And they're strangers. They're hanging out with each other and they're having a good time. They're playing matches. And it's just, it's a great environment. And it's one that's hard to create in other situations, I think we have a pretty special thing going with that. I thought it was cool today. Like, I'm going to shift it back over here, but like, you take a young pro like Nilo Sanchez, who I played Shiloh from Neil Diamond for. I thought that was cute. Um, like, and then he went out and played golf with three guys who are good players, right? Yeah. You know, low handicappers, right, ever. But he went out and just played golf with him while you rode around with him. Yeah. Like, I think that's a cool thing. And then I thought today, especially, you had the you know you had the couple older kids, and you had a girl, Malia from the university, played the University of Tennessee. That's another story. It's a and good then, mix. right? But it's an interesting mix of people, and to me, it's interesting how they all meld together. And uh, what I particularly like, and I would like you both of you two doctors and Winkler, because you're kind of a doctor since you're with one all the time. <laughs> I like having the people that are friends watch each other work so that they can coach each other. And I like how sometimes here the other people sit around and watch us teach the other students. I think that's kind of different to me. And it's surprising to me how many people like that versus just going out and beating balls on their own. I think guys learn a lot from, right, from watching other people take lessons. Right? Just sitting in that room and I'll give you guys some props. This happens a lot when I take these guys in the course. They always say, the lesson with Tony was great. It was really simple and understood, but it made a huge difference. And then, Dr. Friend today was here. Yeah, oh, Dr. Dr. Lowry. Yeah. for a long time. Said, I really don't know what Scott was telling me from a technical standpoint, but it made sense and it helped, right? Like, it's a lot of information, you guys, he, in whatever, he's, he's had a lot of lessons and instruction. He said, but if I, it made sense to me, like, it, it, it helped. And he hit the ball great. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, that, that's huge. Like what Scott's doing, that stuff is super confusing, especially to me. Like, but to be able to get that message across to people who don't have a background in that stuff is really powerful. But I think it's good. We end up at, I mean, in the end, I told them, your grip needs to be a little stronger and like, you got to stay on the inside. You come back to simple concepts. That's it. That's right. like two little things. That's all you got to think of. And I think that's what we generally end up with. Yeah. And some people love all the numbers and the four and all that stuff. And they love seeing that stuff. But to be able to explain it like that is amazing. Like and, that's, I, and I'm going to point this to Michelle. So you observed, you taught also. Mm-hmm. How is this different than other things you observed? Is that you're a great young teacher. You're on your way to great things on your own. I was flattered that you wanted to hang out and observe. I think part of it was because we were buying wine. I'm not going to lie. But how was this different than other things you observed? And what did you take from it as a teacher? Because a lot of teachers listen to this podcast. Right. And my mom. <laughs> 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 
So you four people in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of like an observational standpoint, I mean, you included me in the lesson, which is something that I haven't experienced before from other coaches. The fact that you have music playing and people are coming in and out of the room and you've got other students watching and observing, like that is just something totally different. I feel like in other scenarios I've been to observe other coaches it's really serious like no one can say a peep nothing like that and you're just kind of a fly in the wall so I just think it's the environment that you have all of us in and it makes golf fun I mean you saw it from everyone today everyone had fun yeah. and you take out everyone's like opinion matters what they do the ego is sort of put aside it's hard a bunch of golf teachers get in a room together like oh, doesn't yeah. always work out that way mm-hmm well, I think like what I said, it's a good learning, it's a hyper learning environment. That's what McLean would say. And the golf IQ goes up because other people are watching the lesson, which is at other golf schools as well. Yeah. Then there, then mm-hmm. there is a... But everyone learns from each other. I also like though that sometimes in schools or private lessons, you know, the teacher goes out with the student after yeah. the rain session. And I was going to ask you, like, I think that's pretty cool that you put the mental guy out with the students after the lesson. Yeah, because I've had people want to shoot themselves after right. the lesson. <laughs> I'm hoping he can help right. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I agree with Tony because it's like, geez, now we got to go take everything we just thought or learned or practiced on the range and the hardest part is that and i think that's smart to do it this way we just started doing that recently in the last couple camps and it make it's huge because and i always say there's two there's two aspects to golf there's skill development and there's playing golf and they're two different things right you do the work with you guys but you also have to apply that right so helping these guys come out to the course and stick with what they've done in a lesson it's hard to go play golf after a lesson totally so having them hey let's let's abandon results right now your one objective is to stick with exactly what you did in your lesson, regardless of where the ball goes, and you're going to learn something, right? Because this is the best place to try it out. Mm. You can hit balls all day in the bay and get really good at that skill, but if you can't bring it out here, it doesn't matter, right? And, yeah. and to be able to do that, and that, that was my message to these guys today. It's like, that's it. That's all you're trying to do. And these guys were hitting it awful for, at the beginning, right? But they Thanks. stayed with – no, 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 no. But that's, that's not – that's what happens, right? They're, they're doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. And, and to help them stick with that regardless. Okay, now go through, what did Tony say? What did these guys say to you in the lesson? All right, let's come up with one concept, one simple thing that you wanna rehearse, and I want you to hit that shot exactly like that. Every time, I don't care where it goes, and you shouldn't either. And they start doing it, and then hit some battle, and then all of a sudden it starts to come together. And now they have, next time they go out, they're like, oh, it's gonna start to stick. People don't get better because they abandon that stuff right away. They hit one bad shot and say, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to go back to what I used to do. Like, yeah, it was fine, but it's too hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go back to what I did. But that's, that's why getting better is hard. Because it's, it's uncomfortable sure. and it sucks and you hit a lot of bad shots, but you're learning. And one of the things, Scott, we've worked together for a pretty good while now. Mm-hmm. One of the things I enjoy about working with you is the fact that if a guy's going along and he's hitting it good, take Luke Guthrie, mm-hmm. right? Who has a penchant for he could get he could go down a rabbit hole, get negative, but he's hitting good, and we're working on something that doesn't have anything to do with biomechanics. You're like, hey man, all your graphs are good, right? Yeah, and there was stuff obviously in there that I thought, saw that maybe wasn't ideal, but that's not he's hitting right good. Now. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's happy his, about golf, so. but that's what I love about working with you is like, and the other part of it is you take all of those graphs and those 
pictures, I call them. <laughs> right? <laughs> I did, because they look like a picture book. You know, they got them little purples. Good colors. Yeah, I got the blue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But you take all of that info, and I think the reason, and I'm, you know, guessing here, but the reason I think I enjoy bringing you in and working with you is you take a bunch of that stuff, and I probably understand a little more of it than I pretend to, but little. Um, but you take all that and then you give it to the student with one thing, which is what I respect, yeah. right? I want you to be able to say, hey, you need a little more torque. Let's get you to turn, right, and do that. Yeah, and, there's, and you got to have tools. Why they need to do that. You yeah. just give them the information, but, and then Scott shows them, well, this is why you need to do it based on this. And their faces are like, oh, my God, that makes total sense. And then the, the drills hopefully are simple. like hey, Super yeah. simple that they can do on their own. Sure. You always did that drill for a while where you hit balls on one foot. Yeah. It's like the biggest eye-opener for people, I think. They do that, and they're like, I can't believe what I've been doing for this long. And they've been hitting it well. Sure. But like, hey, you can be better, actually. Well, I think the one thing, and let's talk about it for So You have people hit on each foot, two feet together, left foot, then right foot. What it, to me, from the little teacher here, like to me explains when people really, really struggle, it's best you, or it's used for me that's practical is like if a person gets 90%, Malia Stovall, perfect yeah. example, yeah. super talented player, somebody really dear to me, and she would have like almost 90 something percent on her right leg but couldn't get all the way back and had a bunch of throw. Yeah. But if you it. looked at it on video, it's not it bad. did not look bad going back to me. Did you yeah. think, Dev? No, I mean the head movement, but I, that's where if you have the ability to measure versus right. you and I just guessing at it, I mean, that would be, especially yeah. with a player like her, she's going to turn pro. Yeah. I mean, she's also been hitting it well for years, right? Right. right? But, like, if you saw her on video, let's just take this. If you saw her on video and you didn't know the force plate data that we had. I don't think you and I would have thought it was close to high 80 no. to 90. 90. You wouldn't have thought 90. And you wouldn't have thought that's the whole deal. Right. No. I mean, I don't think so. Because I, I thought it you, looked pretty damn good. I know. And you get a lot of shit. buy-in from the student when they, like, hit it 20 miles an hour slower and shank it off their right foot. And they're yeah. like, why are you getting 90% off that foot when you can't even... Yeah, right. Like contact. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the students like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. The ability to me, for you, so I can bring somebody who most of the people, you know, some of our older players, but mostly the juniors that come and the better players, they already have pretty good pivots. Like there aren't many of them that just suck. Well, that one kid today with his, I mean, those kids with the bad legs, there was no turn. Oh, we had that, no, it was that other kid. He literally, his pelvis didn't move at all. Remember, he like yeah. Up yeah. Like, yeah. Right. So we do build it from. But like, you know, you so but it's like to be able to say, OK, this is what we have to do to make it better. Mm-hmm. They're already pretty good and better. Yeah. I think it's pretty interesting to me. And, I, and that's what I like. But I like the fact that you look at all that data and I, and I like the ability to be able to like sometimes if the person's hitting it good and we decide to not go down it. But I, what would you think about the way we work that way, Deb? I just like the ability. I like the way we all, you touched on it earlier, Greg. I like the way it's open for everybody to volunteer to say something. Sure. And Michelle oh, yeah. said that earlier yesterday. She's like, I asked her something. She's like, well, and she was like timid. You know, she's like, well, I don't know. You know, I was like, just say it. Jump in there. Go over there and tell him. And she's like, well, no. And I was like, yes, that's what we're all here for. 
Right, and it's it's never a bad thing because we we've done all of us have done we've done try this and you're like oh yeah don't do that anymore like yeah yeah what's the birth thing said in the beginning that this group in particular you just left your ego at the door and I think that we all have respect for each other and if you have respect for that person and you know we've been teaching long enough to know what to say when not to say it and if you and I need to confer on something we'll confer before we tell the student but the ability to keep it as simple as possible with the most technology we can and with really great minds at the helm and I left out Morgan your fitness person I Morgan did really awesome this week nice how good body machine. mind technique you know you made a very nice circle for the students to get better and I, I love it it doesn't always work this way but I love the ability for them to rotate and move relatively quickly, like an hour at a time yeah. from one to the other. Yeah. And I think the greatest compliment too, and when I get these guys in the course for a teacher is for guys to really be struggling hitting shots and know that they're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Like they're going to stick with it because they know it's the right thing and it's going to get there, but it takes a little time. It does. And that's really That's a good point. Yeah. So does that sort of quell the frustration that some students have after yeah, lessons? Not to hurt but I'm getting some information each time. Right. So why like, uh, why do some people not? So this is going out totally. I mean, this could be another podcast, but like, why do some people leave lessons and not think that way? Why do some people leave lessons and hit a bad shot and get frustrated? Because it's hard. Golf's hard. Improving is hard. All right. It's easy to go back to what you did. And just be, settle for what you got and just assume you're going to find a way. But what's interesting about that is inherently what they had before was probably not great either. That's why they're there. <laughs> right. That's why they're here. That's right. Yeah. So we have a, cap, we have a captive audience. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like uh, Nilo. Nilo. Yeah. yeah. He, I call him Shiloh. But he hit a good. shot today that, you know, sort of fanned out to the right. I said, oh, hold on. Like, you know, go back to the bag. It's but hey, what what what'd you do there? He's like, actually, I came out of it. Like, I didn't trust and I came out of it, but I felt it. So it's like, all right, there you go. Like, you just, you didn't trust it. And that's what happens a lot. The guys hit these shots out to the right because they just sort of come out of it because they just don't, it doesn't feel right yet. And that's a pretty common miss for guys that are, I think, working on something. Mm-hmm. But they go on to the next one and try it again. And I think that's the greatest compliment to a teacher is to know that they're doing the right thing, but it's gonna t- they're going to take a little time to catch up. That's why I think like some of the stuff we've done, and I mean, I'll go ahead and say it like I signed up, I'm taking Will Wu's class, yeah. but like you showed me some of this stuff before, but having people do both extremes where I did it in Palm Springs with Lucas, it didn't work out because we missed cut, but like... <laughs> Like I had him hit big hooks and fades, and and I go back to that every time. You were actually that was the first time you, I think, the first time you showed that to me, and help people find the medium right. But like I think the whole deal of like if they can understand what the bad is and they feel what the bad is, and then they kind of feel what the good, they have a way to kind of know that they're on the right track. And I think what it also does is gives people hope on the course because if I show you how to do it right, and then I say go back and do it wrong again, and you watch what the ball does. Then if you're on the course and the ball does that, you're like, oh, yeah, I did that on the range. I, I can fix that. Like, yeah, you can do it. And they get excited regardless of the results. Sure. And that's where that's why you quit golf is if you don't have a clue why it's doing what it's doing. Yeah. And you can't stop that's it. Like, that's that's why we teach. Right. And I think that's – and I think I asked a student that today, and I'm not being critical of other teachers. I mean, there's a bunch of good and a bunch of bad. But 
like, <laughs> but like when I said, go ahead and tell the student, tell everybody, tell Scott, Michelle, Debbie, Greg, what you were working on before you came here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't really know. Right. Yeah. And I can't remember. Well, if you work for four years with a guy, I mean, you should like remember that. what you were working on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I think, direction. you know, and I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think good, good teachers give players direction, regardless of what's happening in this moment. They know they're building towards something. Yeah, they should have a game plan. They should have notes. They should have videos. They should have something that they could go back to and lean on. Right. I mean, that was an interesting But I find that, I, I'll tell you what, I find that more and more. I know. One of my buddies said that, too, because it's so... Uh, in me to write a game plan and to write down drills and to follow up and to have all this stuff on all of our students. But then one of my friends was like, I don't think it's as common as you think. Now, I don't know. I think, I'll tell you what, I think the invention of like, I'm going to use Swing Catalyst as an example. Yeah. With the software where you can send the video, mm-hmm. got everybody away from writing notes. It's not them, it's everybody, yeah. right? So it was easy to pop the video, type something, send it. But then after like a week of doing it, you get tired of sending the video, yeah. talk over, do it, and you quit writing notes. Now you don't do either. Right. <laughs> right. Right? And I'm still old-fashioned. I mean, I'm not saying 100% of the time because I don't. big part of it is because Meg just hasn't gotten out there and bought me more note cards. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be honest. Right? Uh, but, like, I've run out of note cards. I got to get some. That was your thing. Right. I still do it. Yeah. 75% of the Size time. Of or more nowadays, like a lot of the juniors now. Because I would see the note cards discarded. Yeah, they keep it on their phone. I, I, I make them write it themselves in their notes on their phone. Yeah. They're closer to that phone than the other parents. Totally. Uh, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a bizarre comment by that student today. Right. That he, did, that he didn't remember. For four doing, years? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, but I also saw it from the other student came from the same place, yeah. right? I, I mean, they don't, they don't know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that what you'll learn from Will Wu's course is how to create practice plans. Because, like, if you go to a trainer and they figure out that, like, a certain exercise you need, they're not, they don't say, go work on that exercise. No, they say three sets of ten reps. That's right. And they yeah, give you a program, yeah. which golf teachers don't do. Like, I don't well, know anyone who does it. I know, and I, but I do. We do. Right. I do. But you have, like... I mean, I think programming every rep for a student. No, like, it the range and hit forty-five balls. The first five work on this. The second five do this. The third five do. Like, Shameless plug, but if you read "Lessons from the Legends" by me and Matt Reed, he has to be. I mean, that's up there with kind of like yeah. "Gone with the Wind," yeah. and, uh, <laughs> right? Like one of the classics. It's one of the classics. I'm a little surprised they haven't turned it into a movie. Version. I keep thinking Matthew McConaughey is going to play Greg Gardner. <laughs> Right, <laughs> uh, but um, oh I do for students. Not every one of them, but as we get serious, and when a kid says, "I'm not very good at practice," I don't know where we script out a week's practice. That's good, yeah. right? 100%. And I said this. I've said this twenty times this week. I don't know if you've heard it, but like I love for players to do a ball count. I don't like people to go to practice and just say, "I'm gonna hit for twenty minutes" or "I'm gonna hit yeah. thirty minutes." I want you to go with a purpose. Yeah. So, like, I like a player to go and I'm uh, just going to use shit, lose Malia, for example. I would say go to the range and I want you to count out 25 balls. And I want you to do the first 25 balls only worried about staying centered, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And then I want you to hit another 25 balls where you change clubs and you pick different targets each time, mm-hmm. right? So, you'd have hit 50 balls taking your time 
working on one thing that's applicable to the golf course and one thing that's working on what we're working on your yeah. golf swing. Like I think you get more out of that and you'd spend more time doing it than just going to hit a hundred golf balls. Or just or, like you say, do it wrong one way, do it mm-hmm. wrong the other way, and then do it in the middle. And yeah. so you have three shots and then take a little break, evaluate three more shots. So that's the kind of thing that they learn more because you have a goal of every rep. Yeah. We talked about that last time remember we had guys that would hit a draw or months mm-hmm. Go hit a fade, even if you don't know how to do it. Yeah, that guy couldn't do just it. Just hit a fade. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Yeah. Just hit a fade. Like, what? And then they start to move in ways that, that they are learn different. from. I mean, if we do come up with a, an easy <laughs> software, because, like, Will will call, like, what we learned in the lesson, their ingredients, right? So yes. the stronger grip is your ingredient. Which I think is stuff. And a little more inside of your right foot is your ingredient. Well, then you send them to a range to learn how to cook. Right. Which is how to put it all together. And that's where... Hey, if a strong grip is your ingredient, go even stronger, go even weaker, find the middle, and hit a bunch of shots that way, and then get to the outside of your foot, stay stacked on this side. And then side. what do you call planning after that? If you're cooking on the range, eating. Eating, yeah. <laughs> See how it tastes. Enjoying it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I just cooked yeah, it up, I, and then you go out and, yeah, see how it tastes. That's pretty good. But I think sure. part of coaching, and I, I, think, I think of myself as a coach, not a teacher as much, mm. probably. And, and I see stuff on social media all the time debating, are you a teacher or coach or what's the difference? But I think developing and mentoring and being around young people and even tour players, they're young people mm-hmm. and they need mentoring, trust me. And they still and, need to get better. Right? Is, but I think part of that is thinking about the whole thing, not mm-hmm. just their golf swing. Well, you and I talked about that. Like, There's so much more to a person. You have a, Well, to Greg's point, it's a human being in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before a golfer. They're humans. Golfers forget that. And, and I think, I said this on actually the last podcast I did with Drew Steckel, mm. who, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't listened to it, it's fantastic. Yeah, good. Drew is unbelievable young teacher. I don't know if you guys know Drew, but and a delightful person to sit and have a glass of wine and chat with, which is how I rate a lot of people. So it was fantastic. But we were talking about it, and I, and I don't know how the conversation went, but I said, I think more than the, I, I really believe that most all of us have pretty close to the same information. We may have different approaches or takes on it. Like we all kind of have access to the same stuff. Like, and I think it's how your, your ability to communicate and touch a person and get to know them and to motivate them and to get to do them is what's different. Cause, yeah, totally. because I think even more now with the proliferation of all of the stuff on social media and all of your information. Remember the first time we talked, you were the only person other than one other person that I knew was a biomechanist in golf. We could Google it now and there's a hundred of them and I don't even, you know, we don't even know. Them. Right. So I think there's so much information out there. I think now it's even more important to be able to make it simple. Really? You did it. Yeah. And I think it's depends on the player. Like, you know, certain players will respond better to certain coaches mm-hmm. and the personalities are super important. Yeah, and that's the other thing too, right? That's right. That's is- most it's the trust is the relationship. Right. A lot of good teachers, a lot of good people out there, but you don't trust what someone's saying. Sure. And if somebody came to this camp and they wanted to be super serious and they were not into having music playing and joking around and having fun, like they wouldn't have a good time. They wouldn't have we a good had a time. Guy, they come back. Sure. Like, I'll tell you what, we had a guy who was a good mid am player two or three retreats ago, and we had a fantastic time. Had dinner, him and his all that. But he said, like, hey, I want to keep working with you, but I think I'd rather just do it, like, one private hour lesson at a time and do that. He's like, I don't know that that's for me. And that's fine. Sure. Right? And that's cool. 
Have you ever heard anyone ever say, like, turn up the music, man? Like, okay, I mean, the only... I'll tell this story. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. So I had, I had a parent of a kid that I teach yeah. who was one of the most overbearing, hard-to-deal-with parents ever. He thought he was the kid. Right. And a kid who's playing in the SEC. Actually, now. And... uh I taught the kid from a very young age, and we're working, and I have my music going. Yeah. And the dad's 10, 12 feet away from me, and he's hovering in, and I'm telling the kid something, and it's going well. Lesson's going really well. The kid's a good player. And the dad says, go, picks up the remote, goes over, and turns the music off. And we were right in the middle of Maggie May. I'll never forget <laughs> right? Which happens to be one of my favorites, right? And I still say it's one of the two or three greatest rock and roll songs never of all time. Fraud Stewart. You can't. And so Matt Rudy I, would say so, that's not rock and roll. <laughs> Matt Rudy would say it's not rock, but he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong about a lot of things. That's one of them. Okay? But anyway, so love you, Matt. So anyways, um, I mean, I looked. I was like, I'm in the middle of wake up, man. And uh, I turned and I said to the dad, I go, hey, after that music, he said I turned it off because I couldn't hear. I hear you. And I said, well, that's okay, because I wasn't talking to him. <laughs> that's the last time I ever taught the kid. Wow. And he's an SEC player, great player, oh. played great in the USAM. I said, like, you know, but I, but I stand by my point. Sure. I'm coaching the kid. I'm teaching the person. Well, you I don't really give a shit about the dad live, trying to live through his kid, right? And that's what the guy was. I mean, I'm surprised he hadn't left his bank and he's got a room next to the kid's dorm room or something. <laughs> right? Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, but that's the truth. Right? I mean, we're there to communicate with the player. Yeah, and I, I like the environment, but I'm sure there are some people that's for sure. not for them. It's not for everybody, totally. I don't think. And we have people call, and you, you try to not weed them out, but like you, it does, I, to me, at this point, we have a lot of people come see us here, and like it doesn't, it doesn't do us any good to put a person in there that's not going to enjoy it and not going to be successful because we only get better if we do a good job. You, well, know? you, you also don't change to accommodate certain students. You, no. You're authentic and you do what you do. What you, you do. Know what yeah. works for you. And if that doesn't work for them, that's fine. Yeah. You can't teach everybody. And no. you, uh, I mean, if you look at your social media, I mean, you, if you, clear you play music and you like. I mean, God, we've had, but I'll tell you on the other flip side is I've had four people recently who've come in and like parents or different people, probably a lot of parents, which dates me a little bit, but they love you. I remember when I was younger than the parents <laughs> and, uh, where they've said like, man, I love your playlist. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what is it? And I'm like, it's do sweeperville USA. On <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I should get a royalty or something. You should. But, right. But anyways, but uh, you're right. And, but like to a bigger point, Deb, I'll we'll reach this over to you as we kind of start to wrap this up. But, like, I think that's an important part of finding the right teacher is you've got to find the right match for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't use this example all the time because it's the super easiest for me. It's like, I couldn't teach Bryson. Right. Right? Like, he would be talking about stuff. I'd have to call Scott. <laughs> I'd have to call Ray, and then I'd have to get back to him all while standing. Right? Like, you know? So, not everybody works there, buddy. And I think that's an... I don't think people think of that. Like, when you're around your town... And you're like, I'm wanting to get better at golf. Everybody just says, oh, I'll go to that oh, guy. That, I'm going to go to that guy because he made my buddy good. Or I'm going to go to that guy. But like, I don't know that they take into account if you're really serious about it. Like, I got to find the right match for this. Yeah, well, that's the great. And you can teach remotely and you can find people from all over the place. Yeah. I agree. What do you think about remote learning? Um, I think, well, 
Look, for some people it works. I did some virtual lessons over COVID. I, got I do one not. Did you do them for people that you didn't know? Some like I first. did for people I didn't know. Some uh, student was in Hilton had the entire couple months. She's trying. She is playing college golf. Yeah. So I saw her every weekend. Should get that from your social media. No. Mm. But I I don't <laughs> prefer it. I don't love it. Yeah, but there's a difference between teaching a student that you've already had. Yes, she was easier. Versus like, hey, yeah. I'm just going to find Debbie online and make yeah. sure you get less money. Yeah, that's very hard because I you can't see the ball flight. I like to work off of ball flight. Yeah. And yeah. You have to have an interview and an understanding of the person in front of right. you. So I've done them difficult. like with a swing cat. So if you have the launch monitor and the swing cat running and I have yeah. access to the computer screen. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I just talk to them through FaceTime. I get it. Like, yeah, it can work really well. That's what technology can really help you with. Yeah. yeah. You get a lot more information. After I've done oh, a couple FaceTime lessons yes, with tour players. Okay. I think I'm almost better with the having you send the video and asking questions. Right. Because the FaceTime, like you're looking through a keyhole. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and but I'm doing a ton more online. I've had a lot of online activity. I'm on Skillist, but when I had Baden Schaff, who was with us at the PGA yeah, show, sure. right, on not long ago, and like it's obviously the future. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's a hard field. It's fantastic. I mean, it's, you were not looking but at it's different. Like that, but, but it's I, different. But it's different. But I, I'll tell you, say this. It's kind of like when I started doing the radio show 12, 13 years ago. It made, makes me a better teacher because, like, with the radio show, I had to really think about what I was doing before I would talk to people like a Chuck Cook or I'd talk to people like a Tom Ness or something. I, mean, I couldn't just go on there. And yeah. and it's, so it's like the same thing, like, with these people because you're only going to get one shot at them. And you've, once you type it and it's out there, mm-hmm. it's out there. Yeah. Or you say it on a recording that's out there, so you really have to kind of think. And I think you got to think because you can't see the ball flight, you can't just go to some of the normal things we might always go to. Right. Yeah, and the way you guys all teach is that there's a personal connection that's important. Okay. I, to me, that's the part I don't like about the online is I don't feel like I can make a joke. Right. I don't feel like I can, like I think that my soft skills are probably my stronger skills more than my technical aspect. I don't know that they get the... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, but I, I, but anyways, that's what I, I guess that's why I don't, that's the part I don't like about video online stuff. Yeah. But having said that, there's so many, there's a lot of people in our industry that are very successful. At yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're very good. Yeah. They're way better than I. Good to get yeah. message across. It's good. Yeah. And they like it. Yeah. That's the interesting thing too. Is I think there's people that. that like it better than being in front of 100%. a real person. Yeah, yeah I think they do. Same people that go online dating. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure there's people that do online lessons and online dating. <laughs> what if you did an app for both? I there think there is, is. Probably is one. Yeah. Yeah. There's an app for everything. Dating you <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, anyways, this was awesome. Again, thank all of you for a fantastic weekend. Doc, Greg, thanks as always. Yeah, thank you. But Deb, I do think that you're going to be, I mean, if, if you're open to it, I think you're going to kind of move into the regular rotation. It's kind of like when they could kick Troon out of the rota for the British Open. Yeah. Moves away like we're moving you in. Are you yes, in? Man, I appreciate that. If you'll, if you'll come. Winkler, mm. what can we say? Mm. It's been an awesome debut. <laughs> mm-hmm. Push draws. That's mm-hmm. I'm not going to block you. Okay. We're going to so, bring a new super stamp up to uh, When are we going to bring sandwich? The sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. We're yeah. going yeah. to bring them down here. We're going to do it. We are going to do it. I will yeah. promise one thing because I've had some talks. And I don't know where it's going to be yet. We are going to do something. I mean, obviously, this is if COVID 
doesn't destroy the world in the next month or a couple months yeah. later, <laughs> and things start to go back to normal, we're going to do a golf school up in the Northeast, all of us, this team, together this summer. Probably Boston would be my guess. Yeah, funny places. Nice. I think it'd be fun. And so, but, but Winkler, first of all, again, congratulations and Thank thanks you. for hanging out. You've been such an awesome person to hang out with. We this did it last awesome. week at Ocean Reef, so I've seen it two weeks in a row. <laughs> Scott, and thanks for being the brains behind this entire operation. You know how football teams have a guy on it that raises the GPA? <laughs> like, you that's what, that's what we do. That's you bring the do sweeper GPA. <laughs> awesome. So, anyways, thanks for sitting in. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tour Coach with Tony Ruggiero. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can stay up to date because we have weekly episodes coming your way with fascinating people in the world of golf instruction at the highest level. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. If you want to learn more about Tony, head over to dosweepersgolf.com to get all the details on what he's up to. Maybe you want to see him, grab a lesson, or go to one of his camps, pick up his book, Lessons from the Legends. You can do that there. If you want to see Tony in action with some videos and other content, head over to golfsciencelab.com slash Tony to get more info there. This episode was powered by the Golf Science Lab and was edited, mixed, and produced by Just Hit Published Productions. We go into year two of the tour coach. It wouldn't be possible without the support of all our sponsors. And I've had some great ones. And one of the things that I'm most proud of in my career and in my business is the fact that all of my relationships here and all these sponsorships have been long time, long withstanding relationships haven't jumped from sponsor to sponsor and manufacturer to manufacturer. And I've always prided ourselves in special relationships and when people work together, support each other, and we've all put out great products for the benefits of everybody else. So I want to give a special thanks to these folks that have been with me for such a long time. And that would be the folks at Shrixon, Cleveland Golf, and Zexio. Couldn't ask for a better manufacturer to be aligned with. And not only do they put out great product and great support, but they're first-class people and they believe in what we're doing here on the Tour Coach and with the Dew Sweepers and also Vineyard Vines. Ian, Shep, TJ, and all the folks at Vineyard Vines, hard to keep me looking good, but they do a fantastic job. And they're like family. They support everything on the Dew Sweepers, and we're so proud to be affiliated with and support the folks at Vineyard Vines. So if you're out there, you're listening to the Tour Coach, please support our sponsors Tricks on Cleveland Golf Zexio, as well as Vineyard Vines. And keep listening and keep enjoying hanging out with us here on the Tour Coach.